2: This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Puddin'. Instead, it's brought to you by all those little fuzzy creatures that you want to take home and make friends. I know, I adopted a critter. She's right here. Wave, kitten! You can't hear that, but that's her fuzzy paw waving it in the microphone. And she's the best little kitten ever. And if you want to get yourself a friend, don't go to the pet store go down to your local shelter and adopt a puppy or a kitten or a full-grown adult dog or cat or whatever else they have and if you've hit your pet quotient which there really is there's a limit don't get too many then you can still help out by donating your time or your money they always need help so go down there and make it happen
0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I am Devon, joined as always by
2: Joe, who already looks bored, and now. Steve, sorry, I was looking at him. He, he kind of had—he looks super bored already. you had, had, had the face of somebody who's been caught. You had the expression <laughs> of that,
1: like, "Oops." Uh, no. <laughs> no, I just, I'm. I'm serious that's oh. all I oh feel for this about super this serious thing. episode this is a okay. serious topic here all right okay it this um, is about that that continent at the bottom of our world that keeps us right side up it is it weighs a lot it's true it's is
2: true. True. Is that yeah. the center
1: of gravity or yeah. is that the fulcrum it's our ball it's our ballast oh
2: god another term another
1: it gets term. Me every time it's about the center another. of gravity is in the middle of the earth
0: <gasps> mm-hmm. that's yeah. the north pole yeah, yeah. right obviously Sorry, yeah. we've already divulged. It's fine. This Let's is going to be good. Devolves? not divulged.
2: Yeah, no, devolved would be sharing some. Yeah, you got it. That's yeah. great.
0: Today's episode was recommended by Colton, so thanks, Colton.
2: Hey,
1: thanks, guy. Yeah,
0: guy. Thanks, or guy. Woman, or
1: thanks, pal. Person. Yeah, I don't know, buddy.
0: Yeah, uh, and we are going to talk about Operation High Jump and the many weird conspiracy mysteries that surround it. Yay! Okay. It's, it's be a Bodie mystery, kind of.
2: It's a. Yeah, it's kind of got some. It's kind involved. of a lot
0: of different mysteries put together. There's
2: a lot oh. of weird stuff going on here. It's true,
0: including me. You are likely. You un- notice un-
1: nobody's staring at uh, that. No, no, no. That's nothing weird about you. Weird Kevin. pause. I'm sorry, sorry. I, I totally dropped the ball on that. One. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh You are likely unfamiliar with Operation High Jump, which was officially called the United States Navy Antarctic Developments Program, 1990. 1946 to 1947 and rightfully so because why would you know about this uh Uh, operation high jump was one of 28 expeditions made to antarctica which is the south pole for you people who don't know what that is. geographically
2: confused yeah
0: five of these 28 were taken on by the united states unsurprisingly britain holds the record because they just like to colonize everything they Um, visit everywhere they do yeah um they visited antarctica 11 times and visits are still happening. These are just these like grand expeditions. These, yeah, are... these
1: expeditions
2: little... of discovery. Yeah,
1: yeah. There actually were a lot of uh, the Argentines, for example, have been have been sort of poking around Antarctica since like the early 19th century. I mean, well, very early 19th they're century. They're much
0: closer than we are. So they,
1: yeah, they definitely. It's a lot helps. easier for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, This specific expedition took place, if you were paying attention, you may already know. Uh, It took place from 1946 to 1947 and involved uh, 4,700 men and lots of boats and aircrafts. Officially, there were six submissions of this mission expedition. expedition. Mm -hmm. Yep. The primary mission of the expedition being establishing Little America 4. Yeah, 4. Yeah. I don't remember Roman numerals at the time.
2: I was like I V IV. So Little America Four.
0: Little America Four. Which was just the base of operations for Operation High Jump. So Literally yeah. the jumping off point. Well yeah, it's kind of weird. They were like, Well, our primary goal is to establish the base of the operations for our the expedition where our primary goal is to establish the base of operations for our primary
2: expedition goal. Mm. I really feel like I'm watching a Leslie Nielsen movie. Yeah, oh. a little bit.
1: That's like, yeah, we were at a part of town. They called Little Italy. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you ever see that episode? Of, of course I yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. Um, the submissions, not to be confused with submissions, submissions mm. were, one, training personnel and testing equipment in frigid conditions, two, consolidating and extending the United States sovereignty over the largest practicable of practicable i think practicable area of the antarctic continent this was publicly denied um even before the expedition ended always it's always been denied three determining the feasibility of establishing maintaining and utilizing bases in the antarctic for investigation and investigating possible base sites number four developing techniques for establishing maintaining and utilizing air bases on ice with particular attention to later applicable ability to su- of such techniques to operations in interior Greenland where conditions are comparable to those of the Antarctic so uh-huh. what are you guys doing living there all the 50,000 listeners we have in Greenland.
1: Yeah. Well, how, yeah. How many people live in Greenland anyway?
0: 50,000 and is all of them 50, listen 000? to us. Yeah.
1: yeah, They're required to by law. Yeah.
0: The fifth submission was amplifying existing stores of knowledge of electromagnetic, geographic, geological, hydrographic, and meteorological propagation conditions in the area. Of this course. is fancy talk, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> And somebody printed the script like front to back, so it's like it's fine. And it's si- cheap paper. I know. And six is supplementary objectives to the Nunuk expedition, a smaller, which uh, a, which was a smaller expedition to Greenland, yeah, off of the east of Greenland. But
1: yeah, mm. yeah I guess uh, Greenland is rather inhospitable, from what I've heard. Yeah, not I the people. I'm sure they're wonderful, but you mm-hmm. know the climate.
2: Well, no, that was, oh God, who was it that discovered Greenland? Do either of you remember? Because uh, they it was, named it Greenland in uh, an attempt to encourage people to move there to make it sound more hospitable and nicer. Know, it was, it's a Greenland. It was the
1: Vikings, I think, but it was, uh, but but actually, that was I think in the medieval warm period or something like that, or even before then. Uh, it was, was it? Actually, and it actually wasn't all iced over. Or at least not nearly as much. So as it was kind of
2: greenish.
1: It was a lot greener than it green is today. Snow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Hmm.
0: So, in an effort to try to summarize, as many of you have been asking for lately, uh, in like five sentences or less, mm-hmm. what this mystery is, the mystery here is that um, a lot of people think that this is just a big cover up for m- one of many different reasons. And I want to play it a little close to the chest and not tell you. Sure. Um, but basically, that the Navy was sent to battle with like UFOs or like or aliens or. Or Nazis, or yeah. or to hide some stuff from public consumption. Um, so that's our mystery: is what really was Operation High Jump, and what was what were their actual missions? Now, first objectives. of
1: all, when the military wants to hide something, they just take it to Area Fifty One. <laughs> so Usually, I, I'm going to shoot that one down right away. Okay. yeah but they yeah. can't get
2: all of Antarctica in Area Fifty One. I mean, a uh, the yeah. the temperatures totally oh, different.
1: Yeah, but uh, on the other well, hand, maybe
0: they could because if was... you just melt it down, I don't know how much yeah. there is. Let's talk about uh, Operation High Jump for a minute. We're going to talk about who was involved and like what ships were involved. And m- maybe maybe Joe knows some things about some of these ships. I don't
1: know. Uh, no, probably not.
0: Operation High Jump was organized officially organized by Rear Admiral Richard E. Byrd, Jr., the United States Navy, retired. Mm. He was the officer in charge of Task Force 68, which is...
1: He was not retired at the time. Sorry, he was
0: not retired at the time. He was retired eventually. Yeah, He was still active. But he was the officer in charge of Task Force 68, which is what Operation High Jump all of the people who were a part of it, they were part of Task Force 68. And uh, a lot of them were like, Task Force 68.1.
1: 1.0. Why not? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, And it was led by um, Rear Admiral Richard H. Cruzen. Because
2: Bird wasn't
0: there On the ground,
1: per se, the whole time.
0: He showed up pretty late and left pretty early. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was kind of his gig, but he was not actually the point, man.
0: It was kind of his gig because uh, you may or may not know this about Bird. He claims to have been the first person to reach both the North and South Poles. There's a lot of contentions about this claim. He did. It is documented he reached the South Pole. Fine, but a lot of people think he didn't actually reach the North Pole.
2: Mm. There's a lot of contention about people who mm-hmm. reach the poles. Every yeah. time yeah. somebody says it, they're like, "If you can't easily prove it, mm. as in you took a hundred people or filmed the whole thing, well, it was always if, contested."
1: Even if you took a hundred people, it's it's kind of difficult sometimes. Well, I mean, I guess if you use the right, if you have the right instruments to yeah. yeah. prove that you but were there, but it's hard.
0: I mean, there's not you, our listeners. I think probably know this, but maybe not. There's not actual poles just like sticking out of yeah, no. the ground that say like this is the north pole and this is the south pole and well, congratulations have you've
2: made been. it yeah technically there have been people who have gone figured out their location said I am at the pole, stuck a pole in the ground. And if you wait 25 minutes, that pole is no longer at the north because of the ice shelves moving on the north anyway.
0: And uh, to be fair, I meant like naturally occurring (sighs) poles. It's not like everybody could could say, yeah, when you get to that pole, you're at the north pole
1: (laughs) because it's the north pole. Yeah, like a top's got that little thing sticking off the top of it that you use to spin it with your fingers, Uh right? Yeah,
0: it is a little known fact that... God does not, the earth does not spin because God is just like whipping us around like a top every once in a while. Mm, That's not, that's not how it works. Sorry. Oh, it isn't? Um, No, but we'll talk about that on a different episode. Okay. Anyway, Bird had been previously on a funded expedition. The first United States expedition to the um, Antarctica was actually, it was called like Bird's expedition or something like that. And he led it and he, he was, that was his big thing was leading these extravagant expeditions.
1: Cause these things always turn out so well. Right. So
0: know. that's why he was like in charge of the whole thing. I think he convinced some, some lawmakers and the president
2: that it was worth it. Or somebody said, "Hey, that guy. We should bring him in. He's done it before." The impression
0: I have is that he brought it to their attention. Actually, oh, that he, he actually... was like, "You know what? We should do again. Go to the South Pole. Yeah. That would. That's a good idea." Well, and he again, probably
1: did you know? Actually, uh, probably did say something in the order. of, You know, there's a lot of people going down there and setting up bases. Mm-hmm. We better go down and just sort of stake a claim. Yeah,
0: you know? and we'll talk about a lot of the. Actual reasons, reasoning. um, A little bit later, there were five different groups on the expedition, and they went different ways. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at the map. Um, There were different like approaches that Mm -hmm. people took. They came all over the place. They did, and um, I mean, one of the it was kind of interesting actually. They kind they ended up kind of completely coming from totally opposite directions to Antarctica, and. Basically the, the Navy just kind of circumvented the entire circumnavigated, circumnavigated, Uh, that works
1: a little better. Um,
0: the entire continent of Antarctica, they made like a big circle, um, in kind of simultaneously around it, which again has a lot of people scratching their heads. The East Group was uh, three ships, which was the USS Pine Island.
2: Wait, so uh, back up here. The it was this entire expedition was broken into how many groups? Five. Five groups total. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we're describing mm-hmm. as each of the groups. Yeah. Okay, just make yeah. sure I was on board where we were.
0: Yeah, super important to the whole story. Um, <laughs> yeah. The USS Pine Island, which was a seaplane tender, and there were over thirty aircrafts aircraft.
1: Just, plural is aircraft. Yeah. the S. Over
0: 30 aircraft that also participated in this expedition, both seaplanes and pontoon helicopters, which I think there's an actual term for, but I could not remember what it was.
1: Um, I don't know. It's a good question. It's fine. Little floaty helicopters? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. With pontoons on the bottom. The ones bottom. that go
2: bouncy when they they land.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> the USS Brownson, oh, which was a destroyer, and the USS Canistio, which was a tanker, and these were all like kind of state of the art ships. By the way, as we're going through this, um a couple of them were actually like the most state of the art ships of the time, Recently Mo- built, but most because, of them were yeah. pretty new.
1: Well, this is the, like the year after World War II in the US. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've been like, churning couple, out We built a lot of ships. And so, hey, we had to put them to use. That's probably what it was this was all about. It's like, you know, we got some bored sailors. Yeah. Okay, we'll give them something to do. Yeah. 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 Shh, 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 oh, shh, shh. sorry.
0: Um the central group was the USS Mount Olympus, which was in charge of all of the communications for this expedition, and later become became kind of the floating communications hub once they got to the space where they were going, which was um, the Ross Ice Shelf, okay. right off the Ross Sea. So, you know, those of you who Ross know... C,
1: Ross Ross Ice Shelf.
0: Yeah. Those of you who know... The Antar- the landscape of the Antarctic know what I'm talking about, but probably no one else does. So, yeah, talk about that in a second.
1: Speaking of which, you, have you looked at, if you look at a map of, of Antarctica and you see like there's a Waddell Sea, which is to the east of the Antarctic Peninsula that stretches up towards South America, mm-hmm. and then on the and then you go way around that peninsula and there's a Ross Ice Shelf, and and there's all sorts of seas and there's this every, like every, every at regular intervals it like the this sea, the sea. There's that a different sea, and, sea. yeah. And, and, there, and it's like, it's I don't see any particular reason why you should call this a sea, because there's nothing like sticking out and kind of defining it as a bay, a mm-hmm. sea, or anything else. It is
0: my understanding that the reason that those are named, and please feel free to email us if this is wrong, but it was my impression that the reason that they're all named different things, mm-hmm. um, the land, lots of the land masses are named different things too, yeah. and that's because a bunch of different countries have come and been like like this is our sea. It's this thing. Okay, and this it, is where our this
2: is ours. That kind of makes a lot of sense. That, that's kind of we what claim I
0: was... this whole area here. Everything we can see is ours.
1: That's kind of what um, i was thinking. You yeah. can get
0: all yours over there, and this is whatever we're doing
1: here. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. my
0: understanding at least. No,
1: I think so. Yeah. In Argentina, by the way, it's it's illegal in Argentina to sell a map of the country that does not include their chunk of Antarctica. I believe that. And they have a pretty substantial chunk. They yeah. Claim. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, no, that's you, a
2: waste of paper.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so back to our ships the USS Yancey was also part of the central group the USS Merrick uh and the Yancey were both um on supplies Mm. that's all they were uh the USS Senate which is S-E-N-N-E-T not like Senate like our like this Congress and the Senate uh which was a submarine and the USS Burton Island and the USCGC, so the United States Coast Guard cutter, craft, cutter. Yeah. car, whatever cutter. Uh, Northwind, the Barton, Burton Island, and the Northwind were both icebreakers, and the hey, Northwind down there. was it was the only non-naval vessel that was sent on this expedition. And but the only
1: it, one that didn't survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Who killed it? Um, yeah. But it was also. Literally state of the art. It was part of the wind class. It was her and her sister ship, which was called the South Wind. Makes um, sense. I believe South Wind. And they were like state of the art, right off the line, icebreakers. And they were in service for a really, really, really long time. This was one of the first expeditions that they were sent on. So again, we're sending fancy tools down here. Mm-hmm. There was the carrier group, which was just one ship. It was the USS Philippine Sea. And then the West group, which was the USS the USS Curituck, which was another seaplane tanker. The USS Henderson, a destroyer, and oh. and finally the USS Casapon, which was another tanker.
1: Okay. How many more
2: ships do we have? This list is
1: huge. I know I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: told you there was a lot of ships.
1: Okay, listeners, you memorize we that? We had a lot of ships yeah. to go through. Yeah.
0: The western group of ships reached the Marquesas Islands, which is part of French Polynesian Islands or I, French Polynesia.
1: Yeah, I hear that's a nice place. Like I've Tahiti, heard that too. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to go. Going uh, to Tahiti.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go someday. Probably not as soon as you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the Polynesian Islands, are super nice. French Polynesian Islands. There's also U.S. Polynesian
1: Islands? Nah, Is I true? think so, yeah. There's a bunch of different Polynesian Islands. There's too islands. many to keep track of yeah.
2: at the moment.
0: These islands are parallel with northern Peru, kind of... Um, Close to the equator, actually yeah, not
1: exactly a great place for as your as to set up as your base of Antarctic operations yeah, it's not basically
0: really. halfway up the world
1: yeah. Uh, they, but I think they wanted to just stop off and like party for a couple of weeks, maybe. <laughs> that was like an integral part what of the mission. It
2: really is. It was funny as I charted the course, you know, just because I have Google Earth open and I was trying to figure it out which. By the way, figuring out north on the South Pole is really a pain in the butt. Yep. But the yeah. But the point is, I was looking. I was like, okay, so where is this in relation to the United States? And if you went from, if you left California and you went on a forty-five degree angle, it is almost exactly halfway between the U.S. and
1: Antarctica. Yeah, it's not. And- so it exactly seems to as, be, as you said, kind of a stop-off point. A, a little bit out of the way, though.
0: Well, one thing I will say is that it is, uh, it's not my understanding that all of these ships were coming from the same ports. Oh, I'm sure oh, they you were. Know, not. Especially, like, even in the same group, right? The Western group was all coming from different ports, and they had to have some place where they were like, all right, meet there, yeah. and then we'll all go through the dangerous part together because that's why we're in a group, is so that we can, you know, all work as a team mm-hmm. to yeah. go down. So I think that it was probably... a. A pretty convenient spot I suspect that some of the ships were not coming from America so it was like yeah. let's just all meet here yeah, and party for just... a little while and then go down yeah It'll there
1: probably some coming from who knows where Japan or yeah. you know Pearl Harbor or God knows where yeah
0: so they didn't actually reach that um, set of islands until December 12th 1946 so this when, when we're talking about this expedition running from 1946 to 1947, I know you have the impression that it was like a year, but it yeah, was really like less than six months.
1: It was like a couple of months. Yeah, it was like month. three or something. Yeah, yeah but was, less than six. It was, six. Yeah. It was yeah. less than a half a year. Yeah.
2: And keep in mind, because I actually had this question initially. It's like, why are you going there in the winter? That's so dumb. But it's actually Um, it's actually the summer in Antarctica, so it's the best time to be there
1: if there is a good time. They're a little confused that part of the world. Yeah. Yeah, they are upside down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One, they they all got there. A bunch of the seaplanes started exploring southerly just to make sure you know
1: conditions are good
0: you know is are there islands that we should stop at because i think you know there was a lot of stuff that was still uncharted i mean
1: we didn't have satellites back in those days hard to remember but we were
0: pretty sure we knew where things were but you know when you can't take pictures from space you're like, well, I don't know, I think there might be an island there, but oh. that could be from one of those fake maps that's, you know, to test oh, us. We or talked something. about that years yeah. ago, yeah. We did, yeah. yeah. So that was on December twenty fourth is when they launched those. So after twelve days, they launched all of these seaplanes to explore down in the South Regions. The eastern group of ships reached Peter the First Island in late December. There's not really a date attached to this. Um late December of forty six. The the Peter the First Island is just about 280 miles away from Antarctica.
1: That's kind of close.
0: That's two 450 kilometers for you folks who don't use the smart measurements.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's currently
0: claimed by Norway, along with our favorite little island, Bouvet Island.
1: By the way, is the boat still there? I think so. I don't know. It's I
0: probably haven't gone their out national monument. Yeah. It's the Norwegian national monument, actually, is this real weird boat on a yeah. tiny little island on the totally other side of the world. Uh, yep. You
1: know, if Norway had half a sense of humor, they would, like, take the boat away and replace it with another boat, that like, like a sailboat or God knows what, you know? They really yeah. should just mess with the world's heads.
0: You know what we should do is we should start a Kickstarter campaign or GoFundMe campaign to get all of us to go down to Bouvet Island, to just the three of us, and just replace the ship. on our own don't you think I think Uh, that's a
1: good idea um, I I will go I will take that challenge I'll
2: hire a stand-in I I believe it's going to be rather cold
0: yeah that's
2: not the cold
0: that's what parkas are for I don't like the cold that's what tauntauns are for I I
1: don't like the cold and it's not that bad in the the summertime their summertime not ours famous last words true yeah
0: uh, now, Antarctica has that kind of peninsula that Joe was talking about a little earlier that runs north towards South America.
1: I've mm-hmm.
0: uh, granted every peninsula off of Antarctica <laughs> runs north, but yeah. this one like really runs north. It's it's it the only peninsula goes way that, the hell north. Yeah, yeah. And there are two kind of like gulfs. There's the one gulf that's like inside the peninsula, yeah, and then the there's L-C. like the gulfs on the outside. Yeah, both of which have ice shelves over the gulfs. Ross, the Ross Ice Shelf, which is where little America is, was
1: oh, yeah, I don't know if it's still there or not,
0: probably still there. There were a lot of little Americas. It's kind of uh like south of New Zealand, kind of on the other side. I like like Steve was saying, like it's almost impossible to say like it's no like there's no
2: it, getting your
0: bearings is difficult, yeah, you yeah. can't say, well, it's like it's like north it's like east it's like <laughs>
1: you need to go by longitude i mean that's the only way to do it I mean, right so starting at zero degrees and just working your way around that's kind yeah. of the way to do it i um...
0: didn't do that so using a calculator
2: yeah. like that is annoying though. Yeah. yeah
0: so so realistically yeah. what you have to do is if you really care about where the ross ice shelf is is just google it
2: it's,
1: it'll pop it's easy up to see, easy yeah to
0: it's it's white you have to yeah. zoom out a lot <laughs> before you can see anything <laughs> but white but then it'll show up and it's fine yeah just that was just to help you get a little bit of bearings the eastern group arrived at the bay of wales which is a seaport for the ross ice shelf
1: actually was it went away
0: okay was
1: yeah um it kind of disappeared when an iceberg was melted or whatever yeah yeah
0: it so they got to the bay of wales like i said um on january 15th of 47 a little more than like a month Later. later yeah in late february of 1947 uh they were ordered to return home
1: mm. mission
2: of success go home
1: plus it's getting we did it. cold yeah. yeah so that's another reason
0: yeah the goings-on of the actual time on the ross ice shelf aren't particularly well documented for public consumption which is why we get to do an episode on it. Absolutely, yeah. it
1: was not. They didn't have like uh, documentary film crews along for the whole. They ride. did
0: have some journalists, but since it was a an active mission of the military, plus the
1: journalists all died, didn't they? No, <laughs> no. four
0: men did die, but none of them were journalists. But they, they, you know, the navy got to say what.
2: They got to it, review what yeah. they wrote and approve it.
0: Right. I mean, the only form of communication was on a naval ship. Did you yeah.
1: read
2: how some of these guys died, though?
1: Uh, it was a plane crash for three of them, I think. Yeah, right. but the, 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 the other guys? Well, he got oh, sort of squished underneath, basically. That was basically. horrible yeah. So if you've ever yeah.
2: seen the big thing that, you know, they pour asphalt to make a road, and then they've got the big, the big steamroller job that goes yeah. across
1: it. He fell they had that. one of yeah. those
2: to pack the ice to make runways, He was like Wiley a Coyote on many occasions, sucked under the wheel. So
0: it's actually interesting. I've read two different accounts of how he died. Both of them are horrific. There was that one, and then there was another one where they were using a fork, like a giant forklift, to unload some of these other big pieces of machinery. Mm -hmm. And he just happened to be in the way, so he got crushed they, like, put down the tractor on top of it. Oh, not knowing uh,
2: he was there? Yeah. Oh.
0: Which is also really rough. Like, That's why, you
1: know, whenever there's unloading of big things, I'm far away. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah As seriously. far away as
0: possible. That's why Joe oh, yeah. is the
2: worst to yeah. help move.
1: I was oh, going to
0: yeah. say, they're like, Devin, come help. And I'm like, I can't. My back hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bye. I'll yeah. take some pizza. Though. Okay, so
2: so Sorry. the four men die, and then then what happens?
0: Yeah, and but then it, they were uh,
2: called in February, so where, where does that leave us?
0: Great question, Steve.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, so the thing is, is like these four men died, but that wasn't the reason that they were called back. They were called why? back because the weather was bad. Okay. That was because, an acceptable amount of casualties, apparently.
1: Oh, or oh, no, yeah, I mean, actually, a uh, much higher number would have been acceptable. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There yeah. there are numbers about that, but out of forty seven hundred men, four deaths. Hey, eh, you know, I mean, but especially. in a a hostile, dangerous environment like Antarctica it's Mm -hmm. kind of to be expected that at least a few people are going to die.
0: Yeah, I mean but that's the thing is like we don't really know what happened down there. They were supposed to be building this base and they were kind of paving away for an airway but that kind of didn't really pan out and then they were supposed to be like training on combat but a lot of the ships were there for like two weeks. So I don't know. I mean there's a lot of training you can do in two weeks but it seems like not a lot of stuff happened, which is kind of weird.
1: Well, you know, I think that they were probably doing stuff like just testing their new, their new toilets on, on board the ships just to make sure that they, they truly didn't freeze up like they were supposed to not do. Yeah. Right. Probably Maybe that's it was what was happening. Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, Checking they, the plumbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that is, making that sure worked.
0: the heaters worked.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that was one of the the stated missions was just to see how how well some of the the gear and and other stuff held up in those kind of conditions. And so I guess a month is long enough to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, yeah. Um, Bird gave an interview in March of that year. Admiral Bird. Admiral Bird, retired, gave an interview in March of uh, 47 on his return. I think he was in... Argentina, I can't remember to be honest with you what I think
2: it was South America, yeah, somewhere
0: came in back South to
1: America Chile or something. I was, I was thinking it's Chile. It I, I think it is. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Where basically he, it was this kind of weird interview, and I I don't know how accurate it is, but I'm gonna read part of it because it kind of adds. to Well, the, you
2: see this everywhere. Yeah,
0: and it adds to the intrigue. Actually, Joe, do you want to read this?
1: <clears throat> oh sure, let me put on my admiral voice. Yeah. I'll just I'll just give the whole thing here. Admiral Richard E. Byrd warned today that the United States should adopt measures of protection against the possibility of an invasion of the country by hostile planes coming from the polar regions. The admiral explained that he was not trying to scare anyone, but the cruel reality is that in case of a new war, the United States could be attacked by planes flying over one or both poles. This statement was made as part of a recapitulation of his own polar experience, in an exclusive interview with International News Service. Talking about the recently completed expedition, Byrd said that the most important result of his observations and discoveries is the potential effect that they have in relation to the security of the United States. The fantastic speed with which the world is shrinking, recalled the Admiral, is one of the most important lessons learned during his recent Antarctic exploration. I have to warn my compatriots that the time has ended when we were able to take refuge in our isolation, and rely on the certainty that the distances, the oceans, and the poles were a guarantee of safety. Unquote.
0: So that leaves a lot of people questioning.
1: Well, yeah, especially I mean, I, I could totally see actually uh, flying over the poles. I mean, actually, he was a little bit prescient because, of course, now we're, we're looking, we're, we're always watching always for those, circling them. we're always mm-hmm. watching for those those ICBMs come, come flying over the pole from mm-hmm. the North Pole from Russia. I'm not so sure about the South Pole. I mean, yeah, if, if Russia either. or anybody else. I mean, frankly, even if Australia wanted to attack us, I think there's better ways than flying over the South Pole to get to us. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I
2: was going to say the other thing is that a lot of people read, and and, and much as you have stated, I always took this, uh, at least initially I took it the way you said, of like flying over the poles, coming from somewhere, going over the pole and, and hitting us. Uh-huh. But he could have also meant something akin to what we were trying to do, which is someone establishes a base, mm. so they're flying from the pole, so it's, it's technically. It's kind of over the pole to us, but that's that cuts down the distance required
1: greatly. Well, yeah, and I'm thinking about like if you if you think about the situation then, because the Cold War is starting. Yep. We're we're looking at prop potentially catastrophic war with the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And think about you know that with all these planes and everything they have left over from World War II, if they wanted to save fly up to the North Pole, establish temporary bases for supplies of fuel, etc., and just refuel their planes there, all their bombers and stuff, for an invasion of the U.S. You know, that's that's entirely a feasible thing.
2: Well, and they would have to have some sort of base of operations, because I actually looked into this, is that bombers uh, of, you know, large caliber planes like that that are able to carry that kind of equipment... Had a range of about two to three thousand miles, yeah. so they would have had to have started. They couldn't have made the trip
1: in one fell swoop. Oh yeah, that's why you say just establish temporary bases where they can stop, refuel. Everybody goes to the bathroom, and then yeah. off, the, off <laughs> you go That's the, the away. most important part yeah. of
2: the flight. Uh, yes.
1: Seriously, I, yeah. mean, I I still wonder about those guys, like you know, like flying those those long missions and like F, you know, F-15s and B-2 bombers and all that stuff. I mean, uh, what do you guys do? You there know? was a bucket. Is that what it is, a bucket?
2: No, I've I've read accounts. There was a bucket. And God help you, if there was turbulence and the bucket spilled and you were the low man on the totem pole, Mm. you had to clean the bucket.
1: Yeah, no, I'm thinking more of the guys that are like sitting in it, like say an SR-71 where you're in a tight little (sighs) cockpit. You can't stand up and walk back to the bucket and, and urinate. At. No, that's a diaper situation. What? Well, I guess a diaper or maybe a coffee can. They give you a coffee can, or you I say, don't know, uh, but you guys but we're are way training, off base, Yeah,
0: so you're treading like, into yeah. the theories category. Actually, oh, oh that's a good. Point. Yeah. Um, you're right, um, but yeah, we Next theory. week is <laughs>
1: next week our mystery. What do those guys do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, no, but I mean there there are some questions. Oh, you yeah. Know, well, especially like, the stuff
1: about flying over the poles, especially yeah. the South Pole. And
0: we're going to talk about that in a, yeah. in a second. But I do, you know, one one of the questions, right, is like, why, would, why did they call this high jump? Like, they're going to the most southern point of the world and calling it high jump? Actually. Why?
1: I, yeah, and that's suspicious, but I can answer that question.
0: I'm sure you can. Can, but, can you do it in theories? Yeah. Yeah, great. Perfect. <laughs> so bird you may remember i said uh he didn't show up until like way late he showed up on january 30th and the evacuation orders were sent in like the middle of february so (laughs) that's
1: the way i would do it if i was going to antarctica i
0: would do it too Uh, it seems like a lot of effort to put into basically what was like a month of photographs because that was really the only takeaway that that happened from this mission is they did take about seventy thousand photographs.
1: About half of which were selfies.
0: (laughs) No, but most of them were useless because there was no ground control on any
2: of it. And what that means for people who don't know is is you fly in a grid pattern so that you can line things up. And they didn't do that. They just kind of flew around and took some pictures. um, Yeah. So they had no way of linking them together. Yeah. Yeah. This is what's white. Hey, it goes with the one right next to it, which is perfect. Yeah. It's amazing. So that's that's
1: kind of that is kind of sad. And I don't know why they did didn't have some sort of more disciplined effort for that. They
0: should have, but but that also raises questions for people is like maybe they were, were just, they doing something else?
1: Maybe they were just flying around like looking for you know secret stuff.
0: Or were they hiding something, right? Maybe they did find something and they were like, "Oh, what do you mean we didn't take any pictures of that grid part?" Hmm. Whoops.
1: They just pulled them out and took yeah. the
2: notes off of
0: them. Totally. So, um, that is the question we're going to talk about in theories is what was the real reason for this operation?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But before we do that, let's take a break.
2: Everyone always thinks that little green men, or yes, as Devin says, maybe they're gray, are coming to earth to take over and enslave us. But did you ever stop to wonder why they keep stealing our cows? what have the cows ever done to them? Well, the answer may be that cows, according to their culture, are the most highly prized pet that any green-skinned, big-eyed sentient can receive. And this is why whenever a pair seal their bond to one another, their family and friends have to travel all the way across the galaxy in search of one of our black-and-white bovines. As luck would have it, you and your friends don't actually have to travel all the way across the universe to get the perfect gift. And the reason is because of Zola. Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. They're reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in any couple's lives, even happier. With over 500 brands and 50,000 gifts, experiences, and cash funds, Zola Registry is everything you love about your favorite department store, plus the things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, wine subscriptions, and so much more. It's so easy for couples and their guests. And with Zola's top-rated iPhone, iPad, or Apple Watch apps, couples can manage their registries on the go, and over 300,000 couples already have. Best of all, Zola Registry automatically integrates with any Zola wedding website so guests can seamlessly shop and get all the details they need in one place. I know a certain podcast host on our team who's really loving what Zola can do. To sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry, go to Zola.com slash sideways. That's Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash sideways to sign up for a $50 credit towards your registry. Because remember, it's way better than stealing cows.
0: And we're back. you ready to talk about some theories? Yeah. Because I know Joe is like chomping at the bit to talk about what I just told him that he had to wait about to talk about.
2: (laughs) So what's theory number one?
0: Theory number one is that the Navy did it for the reasons the Navy did it.
1: They were telling the truth?
2: They were telling the truth. Oh, when
1: does that happen?
0: All the time. Duh. Um, So.
1: They said they were going to like win World War II, did they? Yeah. Oh, we get
0: to write the history books, so yeah, we oh. did.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind.
0: We've won all the wars that we've been involved in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Duh.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, we just assume that the Navy is telling the truth, that they sent more than 4,000 troops to, and several resources down to Antarctica to establish a base for a month, to establish a base for a month. To establish a base for a month yeah and, <laughs> right. that all works.
2: Um, and do all the and other things they and said. do the
0: like 10 other things they said they were going to um okay six whatever uh i mean you know and there is i know this was the thing you want to talk about right is like why operation high jump might have been called operation high jump
1: yeah, yeah. right yeah because there's been a lot of suspicion about that there has yeah but this was on the heels of world war ii and the military the u.s military had burned through all the operational names they have a huge list, and there's a there's a whole office in the Pentagon that maintains this list, <laughs> and they pretty I much want... burned through the entire thing. There are only a couple of kind of crappy names left.
2: Wait, wait, is their list uh, the equivalent to our "Not Brought to You by" list? We're like, Uh-oh. oh, it's Uh-oh. running out. Kind of I like that, yeah. um,
0: new petition change.org. Somebody make this um, petition to make Team Sideways the official namer of operations from now on. Yeah,
1: I think that'd be <laughs> kind of cool.
0: Yeah, they don't have to tell us what they are. They can just be like, uh, we just need like. A a new name for an operation, and operation we'll be like Cuddly Hedgehog Operation Free Hug.
1: Mm. No. So anyway, <laughs> that is, no, that's, no, that's, that's about funny. it. I mean, I think that that's not suspicious at all. They just uh, they were stuck with a lame name because that yeah. was about all that was left over. I mean, uh,
0: they I, did. There was an operation that was fairly simultaneous, which was Operation Nanook right which was also an ice based one like why aren't, why well, did they call it like polar bear hug operation polar bears mm-hmm. i'm stuck on the hugs right now apparently yeah you kind
1: of are yeah, yeah. I, that, that's yeah. a good question but yeah nanook kind of makes sense yeah so although they, that today that would be probably considered cultural appropriation so well it would
0: be culturally insensitive i don't yeah. know yeah. if it's appropriation well, I, the
2: thing is though i actually to a degree, this expedition being taken on at this time makes sense when you actually, again, we got to look back a year or three to World War II, mm. and there is that whole time when the Russians and the Germans are going at it, and men, are, the Germans mostly, are dying in droves because they're freezing to death because they are ill-equipped and ill-prepared mm. for this kind of terrible, terrible call old and so in a way it's like well you know we're there's some things you know Russia and the uh, US we're kind of giving each other the stink eye yeah. maybe we should just gain a little bit more information just to make sure we don't get caught in that well, same for situation sure. yes. no, so,
1: because yeah I mean when you're when you're out there fighting in the snow and your freaking rifle doesn't work you know yeah. what does that kind of and things like oh, your your jeep doesn't work yeah. or whatever yeah I
0: mean the thing the other thing to think about yes is this is on the heels of World War two and that'll feed into some of our other theories Hmm. but it's also on the beginning of the cold war Mm -hmm. Um, and you know cold and it's cold right Right. but also like with Russia right and there's some saying I think it might be in Russia I don't know really where it's from but it's like um, all, all Russia has to do is make it to the winter and then Stalin yeah, maybe Stalin's the yeah. one who said that. I believe. Yeah, well, so I don't know if you know like the better quote or whatever, but basically it's, it's like, basically that. Yeah, I, all our Russia has to do is is get to the winter, and then Russia, the land, Mother Russia, will fight the war itself. Yeah. Because every every single time somebody has tried to invade Russia or otherwise wage rage war wage war on Russian land, yeah. they've just died in the winter.
2: I mean, it's, it, and it, the, the, the yeah. winter is
0: like sixty percent of French the year there it. too. Like. Right?
2: And that was, the French did uh, under Napoleon, and they suffered badly. Everybody who tries this, it you, ends poorly. Yeah, granted, yeah. Napoleon, I think, tried to take, like, elephants, which maybe not well, the right choice, but... Okay, listen, he had a lot of issues. True, true. Uh,
0: but no, so that's something to bear in mind as well. Um, but let's go to okay. more fun theories.
1: Oh, yeah! okay. okay. What are other theories?
0: Um, this one's less, still not super fun, but still a little more fun. Um, oh, that, that's... that the main... The main reason of it was actually just to claim more land, and as we mentioned, uh, that I think it was just listed establish
1: as, a claim of some sort. Yeah, if it was a specific a specific parcel of land.
0: Yeah, um, that was the submission number two that we listed before, but the, again, it has been publicly denied the entire time, basically that that was actually a, mm. a reason, which is weird because like.
1: That was one of the reasons we wanted to get to, to get to the moon first. Yeah, we, we wanted want to somebody... claim it as ours. Well, yeah, we well not necessarily claim no, it as ours. we, we own did, the moon. We just well we probably do, but we most especially didn't want anybody else getting up there and sticking a claim mm-hmm. to it. We wanted the cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah lots of all the cheese yeah. and whatever the cow that jumps over and all mm-hmm. that stuff.
0: Yeah, my one of my favorite things is. <laughs> this like thought process of what if like China or Russia went to the moon and went up and just like knocked our flag over uh-huh. what would you do and I'm pretty sure that America would spend the millions of dollars that it would take uh, to send another man to the moon only we
1: could do it for millions of dollars Devin. Trillions of dollars <laughs> yeah. however
0: much money it would take we yeah, would be petty enough billions. to send another man to the moon or woman another person to the moon and to knock, knock, their knock their flag, their flag over and be like what
2: uh-huh. <laughs> the current Yahoo would either do that or go on a twitter tirade one yeah. of the two no 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 that... like
0: i i am fully supportive of nasa doing that in the instance <laughs> that china or russia goes go oh, no,
1: for sure we should go back to the moon anyway or yeah. at least hire somebody like stanley kubrick to fake it, fake it again absolutely. yeah
0: well elon musk is going so he'll I'll fake like it. it yeah yeah oh musky.
2: Mm. <laughs> musky anyway that was oh, your ox that uh, was the the long I, uh, version
0: of the this extra theory is that also it was for this theory or this mission that of course it was
1: we had to claim a little piece of land why not Of course not? it was oh everybody else yeah. was running down there and, and staking the claim and yeah. some of them seem to take to take their claims kind of seriously
0: like so. norway Definitely. or argentina which yeah. is the one
1: yeah, So you have to have it a ma- cry for in the map. Well, yeah, no, it seems like oh, uh yeah, Argentina does, but a lot of the other countries do too. Uh, although they've sort of officially declared that, because uh, some of their claims kind of overlap a bit, and mm-hmm. so they've officially declared that even though their claim is the right one, they're not going to make a huge stink over it.
0: Smart. Oh, that's yeah.
1: very big. Yeah. They them. decided Everybody signed a treaty, mm-hmm. so everybody's decided. Yeah, we're right, but we're just going to like just not you know shoot anybody over it. Okay. So yeah,
0: this next theory. Is that it was a response to aliens? Yeah. Or a battle over a Nazi sanctuary? Yeah. This is really the UFO theory, right? Yeah. Um,
1: it's a good one, actually. The uh, it's not, it. I've it's always liked the, the idea of the secret Nazi base I in have Antarctica. Too.
0: Yeah. So that yeah. is that's one of the big proponents, uh, or one of the big parts of this theory is there is a theory out there that there was a Nazi base that was established on Antarctica, mm-hmm. and that's where, like you know, Hitler, because he didn't actually die, he was he was taken down. He to, and his German uh, shepherd
1: Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: He had a German Shepherd. He had a Did pet he? German Shepherd that he loved. I know. I he just, took her with him. I he know. left. Uh, is it Ava Braun? Yeah. yeah. He left Ava Braun behind. Yeah. Well, she it was. She had German.
1: a bullet hole in her head. I think. Yeah. So, so she he wasn't left her really behind, a great so traveling companion. Dog. You know. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that's it's a it is a big theory that they had this thing down there and that we knew about it and so we sent a bunch of naval ships down there to once and for all obliterate the Nazis down there. I guess. Is the way that that goes?
2: Take that, Jerry.
0: <laughs> Basically, that in, in in this theory, it was not storms that forced them to retreat; it was UFOs.
1: Uh, yeah. Again,
0: either terrestrial, the Nazis. either terrestrial or non-terrestrial. That's right. I am talking about Nazi UFOs or mm. alien UFOs, all together in one coherent theory. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, take that.
1: No, I like it. No, it's uh, yeah. entirely possible. Yeah, I you know? have some
2: questions about that, but I'll wait till you get to the end of it. Great. This.
0: Okay. So here are some other things that people present as evidence. You might be able to hear my air quotes around that yeah. evidence for this theory. Uh, apparently some of the ships were lost.
1: They were misplaced. Yeah, the US not during the mission though. It
0: was after the mission. Yeah,
1: they just sort of were misplaced. Mm -hmm. The
0: USS Pine Island was struck from the Naval Register at an unknown date. Her title was transferred to a maritime administration for layup at the National Defense Reserve Fleet. She was actually re registered in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pick me, pick me. What? Do
1: you know
2: where? Uh, Zydell, yeah, yeah. Zydell, right here on the Willamette,
0: Yeah, Ziedel, which in Portland, is actually, Oregon. That's actually, yeah. yeah,
1: a stone's throw from where we sit right now. It's true, but it's uh, <gasps>
0: oh my god, we are we are the product. Technology. We're the product.
1: Uh, oh my god. probably, but yeah, but but I, I believe that it was given to Zydell just to be chopped up for scrap. Oh yeah,
2: no, it was a scrapped up.
1: Yeah, shit. it was. No, actually, well, I saw an aerial photo of Zydell I mean, huge acres and acres of land right next to the Willamette. And they had, like, at least a dozen Navy ships tied up there in the river. Yeah. And on-land acres and acres of just piles of scrap. And they had it all sorted out in the various things, but just piles and piles of it. it a really cool photo. I'm not sure I was supposed to have seen that or not. It might have been classified. But, um, so you yeah. know.
2: People don't know Zydell was a scrapyard.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Ship scrapyard, mm-hmm. mostly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But anyway, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that this ship went down and participated in this and, and then... And then right after that, or 20 years after, uh, 30 years after was chopped up, you know, and scrapped. I mean, you don't, yeah, it was 1972, I think mm-hmm. officially they've yeah. done that to a number yeah. of ships,
0: right. But yeah. it was, oh, yeah. it was struck from the register before it disappeared. Yeah. And then it came back just to be scrapped.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I have no idea how that happens, but, you know, I mean, it's a big bureaucracy, the Navy is, and I I imagine they misplace ships all the time.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that you could have just called them up and been like, hey, did you know that the USS Pine Island was, like, missing from these dates on your registry? And they'd be like, oh, look at that. We'll (laughs) fix it. (laughs) Someday. Whoops. (laughs)
2: Cool. Thanks,
0: uh-huh. thanks, guy. Well, you know.
1: call him up and you tell him that, and there's yeah. a scream and the phone drops. You know, yeah. <laughs> hear them running away, and then pretty soon they come. Somebody else goes, I ah, says, never mind. It's all okay. It's taken but, care of. Uh, yeah.
0: It's taken care of. It's fine. Yeah. What's your? So thank you. We want to send you a thank you package. What's your address? Yeah. Where? What are? Where are you located right now?
2: Men yeah. in suits and sunglasses uh-huh. will be delivering our yeah, thank you. you
0: uh-huh. um, another thing that people say to back up their Nazi sanctuary a slash alien <laughs> technology theory. Nazi <laughs>
2: sanctuary. Sanctuary?
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what it is. It's a retirement home for Hitler. Okay. I'd call that a Nazi sanctuary. Onwards. Nazi hills.
1: Nazi hills?
0: Nazi hills.
1: What's Nazi hills?
0: The Nazi sanctuary. Oh, okay. In in Antarctica. I think
1: you're thinking Nazi estates.
0: Anyway. um, Sorry. Nazi
1: estates. Uh-huh.
0: So... Apparently, there's a claim that Bird's remarks in the newspaper—the one that Joe read a couple minutes ago—was actually a bitter reality. In the case of a new war, the continental U.S. would be attacked by flying objects, which would fly from pole to pole at incredible speeds. Which leads these researchers <laughs> to believe that Bird himself was trying to warn people about the UFOs he'd encountered down there, without like. Trying to trying to circumvent use that word right his gag order from the the navy
2: yeah or I don't. he just saw the speed at which missile technology was moving and thought hmm yeah. or
0: the one that Joe read was a good translation and this one was a weird translation
1: I think the one that I read was actually it wasn't actually a direct quote it was more like a summary of his remarks and, yeah and it could have been misrepresented as the idea of things coming over both poles maybe they meant the North Pole mm-hmm. you know I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the, so the big question here is like, why would the Nazis be hiding down yonder?
1: Well, because nobody else would go there. Well, so except for tons of people were
2: going there all the time. That's why they're on the moon too. Yeah, yeah,
1: But yeah. but a uh, continent of the size of Antarctica, even if even if hundreds of people go are there at any given time, you're mm-hmm. still pretty unlikely to run into them.
0: True. Yeah. yeah. And you know, as long as you put yourself kind of, as long as you use some white yeah. camo around your base, you're probably yeah. good. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: The only question is, how do you feed them? Natural resources being snow and more snow. Oh yeah, no, uh, the
0: Nazis have absolutely perfected greenhouse technology.
2: Uh, of course they have. Okay, yeah.
0: right. Well, and maybe they don't need to because maybe they actually have alien technology. Mm-hmm. Because the other theory is that Nazis. You know, again, this isn't an r Isn't a episode about that necessarily? But we've talked a little bit around the idea that the Nazis might have had like flying saucer ufos and also had some kind of weird technology of you know laser guns and stuff like that Uh, i I think they would
1: have won the war if they had that stuff i agree yeah yeah
0: yeah but maybe or just maybe the nazis in creating their base in antarctica encountered the aliens and the aliens were like sure you can have our technology you seem like good people yeah why not (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So, yeah, basically. what,
1: What if the Nazis stumbled across the aliens and their secret base? Yeah. And they blackmailed them. They said, oh, well, you either. know, if you want us to keep your secret, mm-hmm. you know, you'll you hand us your devastating weapons. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we'll rat you out. True. And true. the aliens said, oh, you got us good there. Okay, here you go.
2: Rather yeah. than just using our deadly weapons to obliterate you. Yeah. Well, you know, there's,
1: not, there's actually no rule. I mean, the aliens might have some fantastic technology, but that doesn't mean that they're actually not morons. They could be. <laughs> I mean, they totally, they totally yeah. could be. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, there's a lot of people I see walking around today who have the most fantastic technology in their hands you know like an iphone and they're complete boneheads yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: try to explain yeah. to your like you know if you ever somebody came from the past from the 50s like try to explain to them that you hold in your pocket a, All of the a knowledge device of the world. that could access every single bit of knowledge that's ever been held in the entire world and you use it to like look at cat videos like that's mm-hmm. what you use it for I right know. yeah
2: so i I have, I have a question yeah if if so this theory is saying that we there were UFOs, and either they were Nazi-driven or they were little green men-driven.
0: Yep, or gray.
2: Okay, or grays, mm-hmm. yeah. the neutral ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my question is why? And and of course the the theory goes on to say that these little guys uh, at least obliterated at least one ship on mm-hmm. the expedition by you know going pew 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 and. Just blowing it out of the water. Yeah. Why are they not destroying any other boats?
0: Well, because maybe they're actually just scientific observers who are just trying to protect their anonymity.
2: You're saying they're shy? Well,
0: I'm just saying they're maybe they're scientists who are just sent to observe, and the only reason they attacked was because they were being attacked. And then once we left, they were like, great, cool.
1: Well, huh? hmm. No? Makes sense. Yeah, they, they, they probably. I... Yeah, that makes sense <clears throat> to me.
0: I'm sorry. I cannot defend this theory particularly well. It's kind of a dumb theory. Okay. But I like it because it's fun.
2: It, it's it it's fun. fun. The next two are dumb.
0: Yeah, we're they're real quick. Um the next one is that the navy went down there to uh further protect the secret of the hollow earth.
1: How would they further protect it?
0: Well, you know, they circumvented the entire Navigate. circum- yeah. navigated circumnavigated the entirety of Antarctica. So they were really just securing the perimeter, uh-huh. making sure that no one else was down there. That makes and sense. And then make and then like, you know, putting somehow deterrence of some kind. I don't know, big electric Polygrams. fence, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't really know what.: um, Yeah, you definitely
1: don't want people discovering that entrance because yeah, uh, a, lot of, a lot of unclaimed real estate in there. It's and true. You wanna, or claim your own plot. Alternately,
0: first. very claimed, there's two, two groups of people who may have claimed already the hollow Earth. One is Nazis, because that's yeah. the other theory, right, is that Nazis are actually living inside of the hollow Earth. That was the entrance. They're under your
2: feet. Right yeah, now.
0: that was the entrance, and the U.S. Navy was really going there to be like, all right, you can live down there, but don't come up. If I see you step foot out the door. Uh-huh. They're yeah. plugging
1: the hole. Maybe or or just, just telling them. Maybe don't. they did just blast yeah. the hole shut. Yeah, it's you know, possible. Just say, hey, yeah. it's good. you're staying in there and enjoy yourselves. Bye. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alternately, it is where the lizard people who secret, secretly run our lives, That's it's where they live. Mm. That doesn't
2: make any sense. Lizards are cold-blooded. I've never got that.
0: Well, but they well, live no. inside. That's just where the whole... out to so the
2: out of well, the. Well, that, whole that earth would that, so that would that greatly nice to discourage to them inside. from trying yeah. to come out here through the one of the coldest areas of our planet. I'm sorry, we're we're not. Let's not. No, go I mean, down
1: you don't
0: want to entertain I'm, this too much. No.
1: Okay. You now, if you're lizard people, though, I mean, there's no reason you can't have you know parkas, fleeces, all kinds of stuff like that, thermal socks. They
0: are shapeshifters, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, well, I mean, that's what yeah. Hillary Clinton is. Please go to the next yeah. theory. Okay. you go right because it's a better theory, right? Yeah. Somehow. Okay. <laughs> Great. The next theory is that they were actually doing this to protect the secret of the flat Earth. Yeah. Because for some reason, that's a big conspiracy that like nobody, everybody's trying to trick the the. Trying to trick all of the like intellectuals, the like higher thinking beings, people of our... Of Intelligent our Intelligent people. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. whatever. Um, trying to somehow trick them into thinking that the world is a sphere because I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that benefits. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this very much. And I don't no. know if you guys have seen these maps lately.
1: Not lately, of no. Of the flat earth. Yeah, Ugh. and is a ring around the edge. Right? It is, yeah.
0: yeah. So the very center of the earth, uh, of the... I, what is it plate. circle plate yeah i guess plate. it's a plate yeah.
2: the very the center
0: yeah the very center of the plate is the, the north, north pole. pole yeah and then the outer rim is antarctica and so they were really just going to you know further secure the perimeter and for some reason keep it a secret
1: hmm. yeah i think uh, that is... i
0: don't understand the flat Earth thing i don't I, understand yeah.
1: it i'm sorry well no actually I, I i i like it because um well not really but <laughs> I mean the, uh, but the uh, kind of tells you where it came from though, because you know the North Pole is the center of the whole thing. So obviously the people who invented it must live in the northern northern hemisphere. Then hemisphere. they must, yeah, obviously. Um, but no, I mean it's it's it would be interesting because it calls all of our physics into basically into question. Yeah, I mean it really does. And uh, and if our physics have been called into question, that calls you know the existence of things like nuclear bombs and laser beams and. Mm-hmm. Gravity and God knows what else. Yeah. 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 And since people depend on those 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 things, it's like like for example, like for example, paper currency. We all think a hundred dollar bill is worth something. It's not because we all think we've assigned value. We we say it it. It is worth it is worth nothing. What if people were to similarly discover that gravity doesn't exist? Then poof, off we go into space. You know, for so, sure. I mean, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. if you
0: just stop believing in a thing, it stops being real. You're oh, right. Pretty much. I, you know, know, a lot of people.
1: Seem I to stopped that.
2: believing in my bill collectors for years. Oh, yeah, they kept coming around.
0: I was gonna say, really, the moral of the story is a hundred dollars means nothing to you, listeners. So send it to us. Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
1: No, it's really mm-hmm. true that 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 is it's not worth the paper it's not. printed that's on. True. Yeah, yeah. So I that's don't know if
0: us. you yeah. saw this recently, but you guys should go look at Neil deGrasse Tyson. Or actually, maybe it was Elon Musk even who tweeted at the Flat Earth Society, and they were, he was like, "Why is there no Mar- flat Mars Society?" And they were like, "Well, because that's been proven to be a sphere." Uh, Apparently, the Earth is the only one that's flat in the solar <laughs> I don't you know. know. Actually, I, I just don't understand it.
1: I, I like the flat earthers, and I got to tell you why. Is that uh, uh, it's because of their moxie, isn't it? No, it's not just their moxie or anything. I don't agree with—I don't agree with everything they say. But what I like about them is they're very civil about the whole thing. They, you know, and, and there's a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people that are very self-righteous about the things that they believe. And if you post something they don't like on the internet, they'll destroy you on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. They'll even try to get you fired from your job, destroy your business, whatever. The flat earthers are, you know, in my opinion, a model of civility. And that's why, even though I don't, I don't buy into their theories, Mm -hmm. I have to, I have to give them, I have to give them credit. I think flat
0: earthers and the church of Satan, those are the two most civil people on the internet.
1: I think, you know, I wish people would behave more like them. Yeah. Not necessarily in what they believe in the flat earth, but yeah, it would be nice.
0: Anyway, that's the end of our theories. Oh. I know. Yeah.
1: The, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, what about, one of my things is I, I I really do think there was a good reason to go down there to just, you know, stake a claim and, test a bunch of stuff in the cold. It's also possible that this was right after World War II. And they were probably, probably at some point, they had just been transporting men back from Europe and, and you know, the Western Pacific and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, in huge teeming hordes. And at some point, you know, somebody probably said, hey, you know, we can only absorb so many soldiers coming back all at once. Maybe you should slow, just slow it yeah. down just a little bit. Yeah. And I said, okay, in the meantime, we've got to find something for these guys to do. So mm-hmm. let's come up with some make work, you know. Yeah. Everybody submit your proposals, and the admiral bird's like, okay, let's take like let's do five thousand guys to, to the to yeah. the Antarctic. I but the also Antarctica. the other
2: thing though is that if they're gonna t- if they if they are indeed testing things in frigid conditions to make sure they work, yeah, you can't take them north because that's putting you very close to an ally who is currently under great tension with you. You can't go to the North Pole, yeah, because then it's construed as maybe you're trying to make a move on. On the Eastern Block, so it's the only safe move or the safe place to go. Yeah.
1: That's, that's yeah, that's another way to do it. Well, also too, the uh, you know Antarctica actually is land. I mean, it's, you wouldn't yeah. know it; it's all yeah. covered with ice. But, but it's actually it is a, a continent. Yeah, whereas yeah. the North Pole is just you know floating dive. ice floes and stuff yeah. like that.
0: I also yeah. kind of wonder if you know the war ended, but it was kind of looking like there might be another war. It was, and yeah. I you know it almost kind of seems like instead of saying "All right, you guys can go home and like start your lives," it just made more sense of like, yeah, make Take work, you,
2: you know, yeah. just let's, let's them send them
0: bit. to do this thing. Let's go, <laughs> let's go just send them on, you know, what is equivalent to uh, a busy work paper. Yeah. Just have fun with that. No,
1: I, yeah. The other thing too, is that, uh, bureaucracies have a tendency to you know, defend their turf and it might've been the Navy was just trying to come up with all kinds of missions to justify a larger budget and justify mm-hmm. not chopping up all of its ships. Yeah. They do. I mean, they, they totally. even do that today. I mean, they sure yeah, do. And, they, yeah. and so that may have been part of this, too. Yeah.
0: So I think we can all agree that this was just kind of like a weird mission that the Navy did, yeah. not
1: Nazi yeah. UFOs. That's actually not an unreasonable thing to do to send a bunch of guys to Antarctica for you know, miscellaneous purposes. Why not? I, I a...
2: actually think that this might have accidentally spawned another little sub-mystery that I've seen floating around on the Internet.
0: Why the heck did Thinking Sideways
2: do an episode on this? Uh, Because oh. it's so small. Oh. Okay, it's such a teeny tiny no, thing. No, I'm
0: sorry. I meant that oh, was the Oh, why this so, episode? No. Yeah.
2: no. The thing I'm thinking of, uh, I cannot remember the name of it, but there are these weird, these images of these weird objects over the ocean, and I'm pretty sure that they're basically balloons, you know, for target practice, but they're odd-shaped, and so they don't move in regular patterns. But there's these old photos of it. I, I bet that that is... One of the things that they were doing is going down there and not only looking around, but, you know, doing practice, target practice and yeah, stuff sure, like that. Yeah, in, in windy, crappy, I mean, if you want to go somewhere that's got a lot of wind, you uh, go down there, it's crappy conditions. Well, yeah,
1: that's a good point, you know, and uh, you probably want to see if you, you know, they took some destroyers. I just, destroyers have some fairly decent sized guns on them, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they might want to just see how the guns perform under that kind of condition. How you know.
2: accurate are you in this kind of weather? Yeah, yeah. how's yeah. your
1: gunpowder hold up in, you know, sub-zero, you know, 200 totally. degrees below or something yeah. like that? Yeah.
2: Well, I'm glad this is
0: like the first time we've all agreed on something. So, mm-hmm. good job no, us. No,
2: we've done it once or twice. Yeah. I mean, we've gone to the same restaurant before. We've agreed on something before. We, yeah, I guess we, that's true. I, I
1: suppose, yeah. All right, fair enough. But yeah, anyway, there might, okay. a few, there might have been a few Nazis hiding out down there. They were probably... We just still actually, haven't found them. Well, the, no, they actually, when they showed up, the Nazis were probably saying, oh, thank God you're here. <laughs> I'm ready to go somewhere warm, even if it is a prison cell. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, if you want to see some of the links to our really informative research on this topic, (laughs) you can find that along with links to merch. You can stream the show. There's an episode list all on our website, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. You can find us on social media, if you want to get a hold of us that way, you can join the group where you have to answer some questions to get in just to prove you're a real boy um, or girl. Sorry. It was a Pinocchio reference. I'm sorry. Uh, mm. Or you can like the page on Facebook. On Facebook, um, If you do like the page, just know like that's not where the discussion happens. So if you post on the page, we'll probably be like, hey... Join the group. You can also tweet at us, aka me, uh, which is thinking sideways. You can also join the subreddit, which is thinking sideways. If none of that really floats your boat, you can go ahead and just send us an email. That email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com.
2: Float your boat. Wow. <laughs> uh, episode.
0: uh it was totally unintentional, I promise. Also, you know where you're finding us: uh, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever, Google Play, Google whatever, Play, whatever. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe, leave a comment and a rating. Helps other people find us and reminds us how cool we are. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's right. Uh, oh, and, and while you're out there, like leaving us an awesome rating, go through all the other reviews and downvote the bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Download
0: everybody who you don't agree with all the time. Yeah. Be not like the flat earthers.
1: There we go. Yeah. That's, that's very democratic. Of you. I know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, um, all of that having been said, uh, we're going to float on out of here. Uh,
1: okay. Insert ice joke here.
0: <sighs>
2: it's kind of blustery.
0: Okay. That bye. That didn't
2: work. Didn't. Uh, I'm co- uh, this guy got cold feet.
1: Sorry. <laughs> He's
0: got a cold shoulder. Ah. Should <laughs> right, bye, next, guys. Next
1: week.